Ciao ragazzi and welcome to another edition of Serie A Sit Down, World Football Index's podcast of Calcio, told like it is. I'm Frank Crivello, he's Richard Carmen. Ciao Richard. Ciao Frank, how are we doing tonight? Uh, we're doing great, Gilia Patate in the house, good to see you. Hey. Um, doing all right man, uh, God, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean the, the game's gonna have to take a back burner. There's so much to talk about. So uh, yeah, man, get yeah. up. We warned everybody we might talk about the games. You never know. Yeah, that's true. Oh, boy, we've got um, we've got a few things that we'll talk about a little bit further down here in the podcast. Uh, we will uh, give our take on what we saw with the Mercato closing. Um, Gianni Delicoli, ciao. Um, we will also uh, break down uh, the fortunes of the teams that are playing in the European competitions. Uh, Mancini's called up Azzurri, and of course, the ever growing, pop- ever growing, ever popular "Who Won Calcio" Twitter at the end of the podcast, it's turning into everybody's favorite uh, yeah. segment of any uh, uh, Calcio podcast. So we're, and we're 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 proud to have we're proud to be the host of that. So yeah, absolutely. But um, you know, let's begin with the elephant in the room. Um, and that was Napoli and Juventus, or Juventus and Napoli, as it were, because it was it was supposed to be at the J. Uh, chat, by the way, send us your questions. And also, please drop a like on the video. Please subscribe if you are new to the channel. Um, we are pumping out a podcast here each and every week. Um, and what you're seeing here uh, will end up in our recorded podcast. So, uh, Johnny is only here for the Who Won Calcio Twitter, to be honest. Uh, why would I want to listen to you guys? Yeah, <laughs> Calcio guys in the house. <laughs> well, we got a, we 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 uh, we got a few things to talk about, my friend. That uh, the Who Won Calcio Twitter is just going to have to wait, and you know we got to keep people waiting. We got to so. build the suspense, you know. Yeah, we got to build the suspense. But I'll tell you what, we have a ton of entries <laughs> that we have to go through. We I have mean, to people just reading off the nominations. People just brought it uh, yeah. like crazy. Yeah. So, but let's talk about this Juventus and Napoli. So. Break yeah. you. I'll, I'll 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 turn you loose on this. You break down the information. What happened? Uh, for everybody, you know. I mean, everybody knows, but let's just recap. Well, let's let's go back uh, a week or uh, a week or two before. Um, you know, the game leading up to Genoa versus Napoli. Uh, there were some rumors that maybe you know the the, the Genoa club had some positive tests. Nothing confirmed just yet. They played the game regardless. Uh, after the game, it turned out that 14 players and staff had uh, got positive to COVID, uh, tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Uh, and so many questioned, okay, well, what's going to happen with the next game? Uh, I believe the general game got postponed this past weekend. Um, and so many wondered, oh, with you know, with so many Napoli players being in close contact with the general players, will the game get suspended? Um, many people were talking back and forth about, well, why should it get suspended? Because you look at some other cases like Milan and I think Bologna, they had a couple positive tests and the games continued. Uh, and so, yeah, the game was supposed to be played this weekend. Um, all of a sudden, uh, the the district where Napoli plays at, uh, they said there's no travel allowed. And thus, uh, you've, Napoli were forced to stay. We weren't allowed to travel. Um, even though Serie A said, nope, all games are good. We're, we're going to play. We're not going to postpone anything. And so there's a big uh, pissy match between Lega Serie A and and the, the province of, of Campania about you know what's going to happen there, and so Napoli said we're not going to come, we're, we're, we can't come. There's no way we can come. If we could, we would, but we can't. Well, you know, we're, there's there's yeah. laws enforced. So they didn't show up. Uh, Juventus decided to uh, 
uh, have a have, have some fun on their own, and they put out a lineup. They made this whole production of it. Uh, the game is going on as, as supposed to in their minds. Um, and of course, Napoli didn't show up. Uh, and uh, at the time, they resorted uh, gave the result of a three nothing win for uh, not for Juventus by way of forfeit. I think they even credited all three goals of Ronaldo. Who knows? Maybe by penalty. Um, but yeah, uh, since then, uh, Napoli did appeal. So the official result has been taken down. It's considered a postponement until the judge, and I forget the judge's name, um, he's going to make a decision later this week on whether that 3 uh, score scoreline is going to stand or it's going to be considered a postponement and you know rescheduled. So it's a lot of shit going down, Frank. Uh, uh, big time drama here. Let's unpack this. Um, yeah. All right. And uh, first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do something here that's a little bit that might be borderline daring to the majority of Calcio's Calcio fans. Right. And look at this from Juventus's perspective. Um, now, uh, here's a disclaimer: uh, I don't agree with anything that I'm about to say. I'm just giving you. I'm just trying to step into Juve's boots here uh, and, and try to figure it out from their end. Are you gonna put on um, your black and white shirt? No, no, I can't fit in my sons, so I, you know, so we won't go there either. Um, but Juventus is looking at this and saying, All right, okay, they're they're probably looking at this from the perspective of our season started a month late than normal, and we have already a jammed up fixture list as it is. Um, and uh, this game needs to be played now. We don't want to go through the burden of trying to figure out when we're going to play this or where we're going to jam this in later on down the road. Uh, because at the moment, we have to plan as if we're going to go the distance in all of these competitions, Serie A, Coppa Italia, and, and Champions League, which is laughable because Champions League, they're going to go out in the round of 16. So find time after that, right? Um, but like they like they normally do, or the, or, the, or the quarterfinals or something like that. So... Um, so that to me would seem to be Juve's ambition to want to proceed the way they did and get the three, no win and say, Hey, rules and protocols. We all agreed to this. You still have a team that you can field. You should be up here. Um, now that's the Juve perspective. That's potentially the Juve perspective. Uh, here's why it's wrong this time. Um, I, what I, I and I was listening to Milan Weekly podcast. I was listening to Stevie talking about the situation with the Patriots and the Chiefs because the you know the the league, the National Football League made the decision to say to the Patriots, "Hey, we're going to play this on Monday. You got to play." They've got one. They had one player that tested positive for COVID, starting quarterback, but still. But that was a situation where it was one player. They weren't exposed to another team, and they're not in a hotspot community. There was a lot of things that were being checked out in many of the players. So the league NFL did the right thing and said, okay, this game goes on. All right. This is a different situation. Napoli is in a territory where apparently it's a hotspot. Okay. And Genoa came away from San Paolo with now 14, 15 cases of COVID. All right. And Napoli now have two positives. Um, with the potential for more and their concern, obviously you had, you, you had the, 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 the travel restriction, first of all, but then you also have Napoli themselves probably looking at this and saying, okay, we have a lot of negative cases now, but in, you know, by the time we get up there on Sunday, how about, you know, what if half our team is positive? And then what if you run the risk of infecting Juventus? All right. So 
there's all of this going on. And then you all of a sudden have three teams with an outbreak and you have a metric shit ton of games that all of a sudden have to get rescheduled or even worse, even worse, shut the league down until everybody's tested negative again. So this is a different situation than the rules and protocols, um, you know, seem to want to be geared toward. That's where I'm, that's where I'm falling on this. All right. Uh, and, 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 and sometimes you got to look at rules and protocols and sometimes you just have to look at common sense. All right. And this is one of those where it's common sense that a team just left Napoli and have 14, 15 COVID cases. Napoli have two with the possibility of more. It's common sense that they don't take the trip to Juventus and run the risk of infecting another team and jeopardizing the season very, very early. That's common sense. But this is Lega Calcio and Lega Serie A. And when has common sense ever entered their head? Never. Never. Never on any kind of topic. Especially on racism. Jesus. Um, it's it's funny. Uh, Milan Weekly Pod is on the uh, Hey, what's up, Steve? He says, uh, "How about you know play play the game at the end of the season?" Yeah, not a bad idea. Uh, Rafa, who's on the Far From Vesuvius podcast, said, "Guys, I'm sh- shaking my head. I'm physically drained by all of this, and I I, I can be. see why." Yeah. Uh, another Napoli fan, obviously Gianni. He's a Napoli fan. He says he agrees with the Milan Weekly Podcast. And George, he's saying, uh, you know, he shut the whole league down for two weeks and has every player tested. Uh, just his two cents. So. Where do I stand on this? This is this is difficult. Um, difficult in a sense that I'm conflicted with the teams, but not so much the league. Uh, yeah. Hear me out. Um, I agree 100% that, you know, Napoli were playing in a game with 14 pl- players and coaches that were positive tested after the game. So they're probably, you know, they're, they're definitely affected. Two guys definitely came positive. There's a couple other guys that are still waiting on results. Um you could be you could be carrying the carrying the 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 disease and and you know you don't want to share with the rest of the league. Uh, so that's very it's very dangerous in my opinion. It's very stupid to, to you know have that game played. Yeah. Um, also, Lega Calcio, they should be smart enough not you know to realize this. And obviously, Genoa, the game they just postponed for a, a very good reason. A team that did just played, they should be postponing that game too. The, the yeah. team that they played Napoli. Um, and I hate that there's a lot of people out there, a lot of Juventini, and may, maybe not even Juventini, people who hate Napoli. They're saying, oh, Napoli is just scared to play Juventus. Have you been watching the games? I mean, the two forms of the two teams, I think Napoli would be chomping at the bit to play Juventus at the moment. So I don't think that's that's the thing. Now, a lot of people are mad at Juventus. And, and this is where I'm going to probably deviate from everyone else. I, I'm not going to give them the full blame because I think their hands may be tied. Um, you know, the league is telling them the one thing. And, you know, if, if Juventus goes against the league, the, the league's going to come down on Juventus. So they're going to be like, look, we're told to play, so we're going to play. And, you know, hopefully you make the right decision in this. They don't want to kind of wipe their hands clean of this. Um, and that's why they're – so I'm not going to fault Juventus because they're kind of like, what, what are we going to do? We have to, we're have told to play. We're going to play. We're, we're home. Um, but I think Lega Calcio is 100% to blame on this. They should have changed this, should have postponed it, whatever. Um, and this 3 nothing result better not better not stand. Uh, whoever this judge is, he better make the right decision because it's a stupid decision if he goes with 3 nothing win. Um, cause it's ridiculous. This is a game that's going to be one of the best games of the, you know, of the weekend more, more than likely. And to, to have this result stay stand, it's, it's BS. Um, so that's why I'm conflicted just cause you know, I kind of see where Juventus is coming from in the sense that they don't want to stick their necks out and, and get in trouble with the league. But, um, the league is for sure 100% to blame on this and they need a, they've, like you said, they've never really 
you know, took the right stance on anything in history, why are they going to start now? Obviously, they, they, they're just a shambolic organization. And Yelly is Satan. <laughs> and the league and the league has different rules for Juventus than everybody else. This is why well, these I'm are okay. Listen to me. I'm not listen to me. There, this is these are some of the unwritten things or the things that when I gave my predictions for Serie A this season, okay, these are the unwritten examples of why and untold examples of why I think they win this league by eight to ten points. Now, I never imagined a situation like this turning up, okay. Yeah. But look, Liga Calcio are going to go out of their way and take whatever role they can to make sure. And 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 Hugh, they're going to say I'm crying foul and all this other stuff. You know what? Screw you. All right, they're going to go out of their way to get Juventus this tenth tenth title in a row. They yeah. want to be able to stick their chest out and say, Hey, we have our signature team won ten titles in a row. Now, here's where I'm disappointed, and I'm disappointed in Juventus. I don't think that Juventus is really lily white in this situation, to some of you, all sure. you guys. Juventus sure. could have stepped up in this situation. Agnelli could have stepped up in this situation, and they could have scored cool points with everybody who supports Calcio and say, listen, 100%. we are sensitive to this situation. We appreciate what they're going through. Um, no, we, we need to figure out how to reschedule this game, and that's what we're supposed that, and that's what we ought to do. And I think to your point, you know, we saw this with the with some of the racism stuff earlier earlier last year, uh, where a couple teams did stand up, Roma, Milan, uh, I think Inter as well, and a couple other ones. They stood up, and I think this would have been a perfect opportunity, like you said, for Juventus to stand up and be like, you know what, no, no, this is wrong. Let's postpone this game. It's it's let's think about safety more than anything else. I agree. I do agree about that. Yeah, it's and and, and that's what it was. And, and Juventus could have take a human step. And probably would would have earned a lot of respect from Calcio mm-hmm. supporters who don't support them. Yeah. And say, hey, thank you. Thank Ra- you for doing thank you for you know doing the right thing here. And Rafa's got a great point. I mean, do you follow all the rules? No, they don't. They Hell don't. no. Don't. Hell no. There's a different <laughs> there's a different set of rules for them yeah. than there are for all the other 19 teams. And any Juventino that comes on here or any other Juventino that goes on Twitter, here's the other thing about Twitter. Twitter is a reaffirmation that I'm intelligent and I got a very good education. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> the sum uh, of the shit that I read, you know, yeah. I feel yeah. my brains just oozing out of my near ears and through my nostrils. Wow. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I've got an eight-year-old son. And I think this is well documented on social media. I've got an eight-year-old son who's a Juventus fan and said to me, Daddy, I don't want to win like that. If I win something, I want – when I win something, I want to feel like I earned it. Okay? <laughs> I mean, you know, an eight-year-old kid and I'm, I'm trying – you know, I'm – Humbly bragging, okay, but is exercising more common sense than grown adults who are paid to exercise common sense. Yeah. All right, it's just a, it's a it's a shame. This is an obsession with going to win ten in a row. You know what? You know what? Agnelli, Satan, go and form your elite Euro League and go and go be in it and go and get yeah. your ass kicked every week. Yeah. All right. Seriously, because that's what's going to happen if you have this dream of forming this elite Euro League. You're going to get a lot of money, but your team is going to get the shit kicked out of them because they can't compete with anybody in Europe. You want to go do an elite Euro League with Bayern Munich and Barcelona and Real Madrid and Manchester City and Liverpool? You can't even beat Lyon. Oh, by the way, Atalanta would be in that group. I know you're scared of them in Champions League, but they yeah. would certainly be in that group too. Based so on, I'm on not talent. letting I'm not letting Juve off the hook. I think Liga Calcio has to. You know, Liga, Liga Calcio 
you know, should be responsible. Well, you guys are smart, loving, and caring fathers. Way to show off. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. My kids are awesome. You're next, man. Come on. I see it. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's. It's a bad, another bad stain for Syria if this postponement or this result uh, carries out three nothing. I hope it doesn't. Um, if if, if Syria is smart or this judge is smart, he's going to say, "Look, the pandemic is going on. It's still going on. It's not by by any stretch over." Obviously, the team that Napoli just played have a, you know, more than half their team is you know tested positive. Let's be smart here. It's postponed. Done. But we'll see. Yeah. So it's but it's appealed now and there's an appeal now and there's a sporting judge that's involved who's not going to deliver his ruling for a long, long time. So let's pray that this sporting judge has more sense than the decision makers that were involved in this. So that we can that we can get we you know, so that so that the right thing gets done here is all I have to say. I understand that rules and protocols were put into place that all teams agreed upon, but this is a situation that goes beyond probably what everybody else imagined. There was exposures, there is, you know, restrictions, and there is also just trying to pare down the risk of exposing other teams and other players so that we can actually have a season. So this is interesting. This is kind of breaking for me because I didn't know this. Maybe you did, but Rafa was saying that uh, the ASL in turn has banned players from leaving turn, and now UV are being handed over to prosecutors because UV players have ignored this and joined their national team. So I didn't know that. That's oh. uh, that's new for me. So that's uh, that's it. that's even adds to the story about you know why this game should be considered a postponement and not yep. a three nothing result for not, for for Juventus. Yep. So. That's just it's it, it, that that just it's just you know this is where I'm at with it. I mean I you know for a while I've been sitting here thinking well I want to be neutral here, but then I I thought about it a lot more. I thought about what went on between Napoli and Genoa, you know, and I thought about Genoa coming on and having an outbreak. And you know it, we're not we, we can't rule out the possibility of an outbreak for Napoli, but it sounds like Rafa, if you can help us because you're very close to the team or at least to the to the team news, it doesn't sound like there is going to be an outbreak. Um with Napoli. So that's a good sign. Um, but Napoli were right to take the precautions. Napoli were, were like, were right to follow the local restrictions that were required and they should not be getting punished for doing the right thing across the board between what they were restricted to restricted to and, you know, mitigating the risk of infecting another team. Yep. Agreed. They should Agreed. not be punished for that. I agree. I agree so, 100%. The, and the, the Milan situation is totally different. They had Leal positive. He, they sat him out. Everybody else was negative. They kept playing. Ibra's positive. They sat him out. Everybody else kept playing because they were still negative, and they carried on. There wasn't like an, a, a, a super huge outbreak in Milan. All right? Um, everyone has tested negative despite a rumor that Romani has it. He does not. Okay, thanks, Rafa. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so – Milan carried on playing. They traveled to Ireland. They traveled to Portugal. And it's different right. too with you know what the league says. The league says you know if players test positive, they have to sit out. The team continue playing. But it doesn't say that about the playing in the games being you know affecting other uh, infecting other players. It's talking about you know if they're in training or something like that, and they they come up positive, you know then you sit them out and they're throw away from the team. Blah blah blah. So sure. a lot of people are trying to defend that argument you know towards Juventus, and I'm like. I don't know, man. I mean, you get 14 positive tests from Genoa. That says enough for me. Postpone the game. I'm sorry. Yep. Common yep. sense. And they, and they were smart to postpone Torino and Genoa, so that's yep. fine. Yep. Um, it's it's just crazy. Um, but, you know, now it's being appealed. Hopefully, Leo was making a rap video. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
He's making Sweet. a delivery, huh? Like Uncle Sharma says. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Um, oh. So, you know, let's hope that a sporting judge makes the right decision and does the right thing by all parties involved and that they just replay this game, which is what, or reschedule this game, which is what should have been done in the first place and common yeah. sense should have prevailed. Unfortunately, it didn't. Um, quick whip through of the other games here, Richard. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's get started. What a start for Sassuolo. Um, yeah, it was the uh, the hapless Crotone, but they beat him 4-1. And if you're going to be a good team, if you're going to be a European contender, you need to lay waste to the teams that are inferior to you. Yeah. That's what they did. Domenico Berardi putting him up 1-0. Simi, he's back in our lives. Absolutely. Uh, getting the uh, penalty in the 49th minute. Francesco Caputo, after a VAR-reviewed penalty, a handball, it was correct decision, yep. um, making it 2-1. And then a uh, counterattack where this time Caputo stayed on side, um, making it 3-1 after he was played in by Berardi. And then Manuel Ocatelli making it 4-1. Uh, so Sassuolo keep on rolling. Genoa, Torino postponed. Udinese, Roma, a goal to nil. Great goal from Pedro uh, in the 55th minute. Udinese has yet to score a goal in league play through three games, and it's not like they have played stalwart defenses either. No. No. Um, uh, Sunday morning started with Atalanta doing Atalanta things and doing them to Cagliari by five goals to two. Luis Muriel opening the scoring. Uh, Diego Godin arriving at uh, Cagliari um, and uh, scoring, making it 1-1. Papu Gomez with another goal of the week candidate. He was the goal of the week last week, and he's in contention this week, making it 2-1. Pasalic making it 3-1. Duvan Zapata with a with some nice control before finishing to go 4-1 up. Uh, Joao Pedro making it 4-2. And then enter on – boy, Atalanta just find these guys that nobody else is thinking about, and then they just come out and ball out and enter Sam Lammers. Uh, what uh -huh. a goal. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. 5-2. Uh, to Atalanta, so they just keep doing it. I mean, it's. I mean, why? Ha why? You, you don't need a good. If you're going to score four or five goals a game, you don't need a good defense, do you? Nope. I mean, nope. it just. And he's what. That's why I've picked them second. They're top of the table right now. Thirteen goals in th three games. And to be fair, they can play defense when they want. We saw that at the end of the last sure. year. It's just they don't have to right now. Sure. Uh, just to put that into perspective, they're on pace to score 165 goals this season. Not too bad. That's not. No, too bad. that's that's average. So. Only well, like 65 goals more than last year, right? <laughs> yeah, just about thereabouts. So crazy. Yeah, uh, uh, far from Vesuvius. Uh, go and check them out. Go and check out their podcast. They're recording tomorrow. And uh, yeah, fireworks, but keep fireworks. the volume down uh, if you're listening to your listen <laughs> to it on earphones, or if you're around kids. That's what I would warn and suggest there. <laughs> so uh, Benevento one, Bologna nil. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, uh, Gianluca Lapadula getting on the score sheet there, 66 minute, and uh, the real story is the goalkeeper seven big saves in that game. Bologna was all over him. Oh yeah, um, they were. Our, we predicted that they would go on the road and beat Benevento, and probably would have had it not been for Benevento's keeper, uh, Gianni Delicoli, uh, regarding Atalanta playing their own version of Moneyball. We've talked about that. It has to yeah. be some form of advanced stats. Gianni, they buy chance creators. That's what they do. That's when they buy Maranchuk. They that's a that's a guy who creates scoring chances. This Lammers can score and he can create chances. Oh, 18 year old priority for 30 million euros. I mean, whew, that's money ball. Yeah, yeah. And they sell the guys that they're not going to use, and they go and they get them for, uh, you know, they're they're, uh, you know, they, to sell Traore for 30 million. That's great. I mean, they they have made over the last three years. I think I saw this. So. They have they have made three hundred and twenty two million euros off of player sales. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's That's crazy. I mean, their academy is fantastic. I mean, it's just producing talent left and right, and their their scouting is what Udinese used to be years ago, where yep. they could just scout players from that nobody knew of, and then it's developing these fantastic players. So the the money that they're making off of player sales, the recruiting, the way they've got this all put together, this is sustained for much much longer term success than what we've seen in the last few years, and it's going to be fun to fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, Lazio and Inter was the marquee game, and had it not been for this Juve Napoli business, we probably would have been in depth on both of these games. But we'll go briefly. Um, Latara Martinez putting Inter ahead by a goal to nil. Uh, Sergei Milinkovic Savic making it 1 1 uh, after a cross from Francesco Acerbi. And then two red cards here for slap boxing, basically. Chiro Immobile on, on Arturo Vidal, and then uh, Stefano Sensi on uh, Patrick. Um, the diving this, on both were beautiful, by the way. Yeah, the the theatrics and the uh, uh, the baiting on the part of the players that uh, looked like you know that looked like screaming victims were were perfect. Uh, really duping uh, this referee, uh, Marco Gui- Marco Guida. Why not? Of course, he had a terrible game. Yep, he was he was garbage. Uh, Parma getting a win, a much needed win by a goal to nil. Yasmin Kurtic uh, getting on the score sheet there. Um, uh, Verona had the possession. Parma had the chances. That's really all you need to know about that game. And then Milan three, Spezia nil, uh, nil nil at halftime in this one. Um, a totally rotated lineup as some players were maybe trying to be spared after uh, going out Thursday to Portugal and having to go 120 minutes to qualify for the Europa League. Uh, and then some substitution came on. Some substitutions came on. Chalanolu coming on at halftime. Really changed the dynamic of the game, and it was his free kick, his uh, his his cross swung in that was yeah. uh, that found Leao to make it a goal nil. Teo scoring uh, in the seventy sixth, and then Leao getting a brace uh, just two minutes after Teo's goal, sealing it off and getting the Rossoneri all three points. Really, a tale of two halves of that game. Milan ordinary in the first half, uh, certainly more clinical in yeah. the second. Yeah, uh, unpack those games for me. You know, uh, the real things that kind of stuck out to me, um, you know, Sampdoria getting a big win against uh, at Fiorentina. Uh, unexpected for me, I think. Uh, Sassuolo doing what they're doing. But I think, you know, the, the Inter-Lazio matchup was interesting for me. I thought the first half of the match, the, yeah, definitely the first half, uh, Lazio were dominating that game, I thought. Uh, and then, you know, they got sucker punched in the mouth by Larturo La Martinez getting the goal there pretty much against the run of play. And then second half is pretty much the opposite. And it's great to see, you know, Milinkovic Savic stepping up, becoming a big time player in a key moment, scoring a big goal in the 55th minute uh, to get the draw on that one. So that was, that was important for Lazio because uh, had they lost that game, uh, they'd be reeling. Uh, but fortunately for them, they got some much needed points there. Um, and then, you know, just overall looking at the table, you know, it's the top four we all expected, right? Atalanta, Milan, Sassuolo, and Inter. Yeah. Benevento above Juventus in the table, and Lazio well, we kind of, we kind of, we kind of did. We're high on Sassuolo this year. <laughs> Not so, that high, though. <laughs> well, I had them at, I, at seventh. I mean, they'll, they'll they'll normalize a little bit, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah, it's um, you're you're seeing the usual suspects at or around the top of the table. Uh, Benevento's a nice story and a nice start to the season, but it's not something that we anticipate is going to last. Verona somehow. Are, are up there with two wins out of three that we thought it was going to be a, a drop-off for them this season. Um, you know, and so far there's not a whole lot of evidence of that. Now they beat Udinese who can't score on anybody. Um, and I can't remember where their other win came from, um, but they did go on. They, they just lost here to Parma. Yeah. Otherwise they would have had a perfect start to the season. Yeah. Um, so um, 
you know, so you got uh, you got Hellas Verona up there. I mean, it's a it's 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 three games for everybody right now. Um, with you had Papo Super- Gomez leading the goal scoring chart at the moment, right? For Capacanieri, four goals over Caputo and uh, Galabinov. Yeah, it's a good start for him. Yeah, um, yeah Galabinov is uh, keeping Spezia in some games. Yep. Um, Caputo's off to a very good start, of course, too. Uh, so it's uh, it's early days. I don't, you know, Papu. I think that goal number won't. Yeah, the stress start going up, and the goals will start going back down. Yep, you'll see yeah. more goals from the likes of Zapata and everyone else. <laughs> I mean, but Atalanta. I mean, it's a very interesting take. You can get a guy like Sam Lammers in there and score and start scoring. I mean, and just plugging guys in that can score goals and create chances. You know, and and Miranchuk hasn't seen the pitch yet, and Ilicic is still. Missing. On the way back. Yeah. I mean, this is scary. It is. It is. Um, they're going to be giving everyone everywhere headaches, including Europe. Um, so <laughs> it's just, yeah, incredible what they're doing with the whole program. Not just, you know, the starting the starting 11. It's the freaking everyone from the youth academy on or up, um, all led by Gasparini. Uh, fantastic job there. So Serie A has got their, league, their work cut out for them, uh, not just Juventus. I mean, everyone. Everyone's got to bring it every week. And, uh, you're going to have to outscore them to win yeah. or play some fantastic defense. Uh, Sassuolo, I think we just, we we're, it's impressive, but we probably just want to see a little bit more. I yep. mean, yep. Uh, a one, one draw, draw with Cagliari that they totally dominated, yep. uh, but could only come up with the one goal and then blew away Spezia uh, and Crotone and Spezia and Crotone are going to be, you know, relegation strugglers. So, you know, it's an issue of can Sassuolo bring it against the big teams. Now, after the restart, they did. So, um, so it's not out of the question, but that's where the, the, the test is going to be when they're having to play the teams that they're going to be scratching for a European place with and, and, and and the teams that they're trying to steal a European place from that's where it's going to, that's where the test is going to be for them. I I like what I see. I like the stability with them. Dezerbi's doing a hell of a job. The yep. defending has gotten a little bit better, um, you know. So Sassuolo is doing what we thought they'd do, but it it's got to turn up. You know, there's not a quality win yet in there yep. where Atalanta have a four-one win over Lazio. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. Anything else from the table at least that's jumping out at you early days? No. Could, yeah, no, it's, it's still early. Uh, Udin- what they're expecting Udinese as well. Poor. Yep, Udinese without a goal yet. Uh, I mean, when when I mean in the Spezia game, uh, when you can get them down a man, down to ten, and you can't score on, uh, and they're supposed to, you know, we all they're talked about by everybody to finish dead last in this league, and you can't you can't get goals on them. There's a there's a big big problem with them. But uh, yeah, a certain transfer is making his way over between uh, Pozzo family owned teams. That yeah, yeah could help them a little bit. So but let's get in. Let's get into the transfers. Um, how do you want to do this? We just kind of say winners and losers here, or how do you want to do it? Um, I mean, let's talk about some of the big ones that went 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 out. Um, like like started with Juventus. They're the champions, right? Uh, right. They brought on Arthur uh, Mandragora is now with them. Uh, Morata they brought in. Chiesa just came in just uh, yesterday. Um, obviously they got Weston McKinney. Uh, amongst amongst the many, um, and then you know some guys that they got rid of, some dead weight, you know Marilyn Pjanic, Emery Chan, um, who else? Christian Romero left, uh, and Matuidi yep. and Iwain. So and Douglas Costa just left yesterday as well. So um, Douglas did- Costa is yeah off to Bayern Munich on a loan. Matias Decilio is off to Olympic Lyon on a loan. 
Uh, Luca Pellegrini, they already sent to Genoa on loan. Um, you know, so uh, some guys at Piaccia, they still want to keep on the books and they have them on loan at Genoa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they and, and Rugani is on loan at uh, Stade Rene in uh, um, France. So, so yeah, there's some there's some okay. there's some movement here. Steve wants us to grade these these uh, these deals. So if I'm looking at Juventus deal, uh, it's it's a pretty good deal, I think overall what they what they've done, what they've added. Um, I'm going to give them if I had to give them a letter grade, I would give them a I would give them a B plus because they addressed the midfield which they needed to with McKenney and Arthur. Um, Marata, I'm I'm eh, it's not that great of a signing for me and Chiesa to be determined. Uh, he'll either be Bernadeschi or he'll be someone who's better than him <laughs> b plus for me i'm not a fan of the marata signing um yeah. i you know i i like this team well and i i, I guess i get i'm only going to be a fan of it if he's a guy that's a you know change of pace or change of shape guy that that can that can be a striker um but i i, I put them at a b plus i know gazetta had them as the highest rated but gazetta love juve too so yeah. um but I look at the rest of this, and yeah, a lot of things got addressed. Now, Federico Chiesa is going to be the interesting one in how they use him. Um, I find him to be, if, if Pirlo carries on with this 3-5-2 that morphs into a 4-3-3, as somebody was suggesting to me on Twitter, you know, I, I like him maybe in the up front with Ronaldo with no real striker, with no real center forward nine, and those guys just running all over the place and stretching yeah. things out. Um I think Chiesa is also a guy that they bring on because Ronaldo's not going to play there forever. Uh, so it eventually becomes something like Chiesa and Kulishevsky. So, you know, so we'll see. But yeah, I, I, I'd go B plus here for Juventus. Um, okay. Solid. Go ahead. Solid, not. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. They will solid. put the suite up top next to CR7 and Federico on the right. The problem, I, Federico is a wingback. I'm just, I don't, I don't think it works i don't I, you know because we've seen it at fiorentina enough to know that, that it, maybe it doesn't but now at juve he's got better players to play with possibly okay he, it might work but um we'll see I, it's going to be interesting well we'll what what pirlo does he, he you know over time with these guys let's 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 see how he makes it work yeah uh going over to you going over to enter uh the big signing for them is hakimi uh, a great signing, I think, by them. Um, you know, some of the guys, uh, Pinamonti, I think, a Kolarov, uh, your favorite player there. Um, Arturo Vidal, they brought on a free, uh, and then Darmian. I mean, not, nothing great with those last couple ones. Vidal could be very, uh, some good bite in that midfield that they may need. And we've seen already from the first game, first games or so from him. Um, he's he's everything that they wanted so far. So, um, even with the some of the dramatics as well. <laughs> Kolarov is Kolarov. I'm not going to worry about that. But Hakimi was a very good signing by me, I think. Um, they needed some help in the right side. Um, the Ambrosio is eh. Kandreva's eh. Uh, Hakimi has already proven, proven pivotal so far early on. Um, I'm going to give them a... I mean, they loaned out like a million players. Like, no joke. I think I rid of so many players. Well, they had uh, to. They had to, of course. Uh, but they did sell Arcardi for 55 million euro. That's good money there that they got rid of there. Um, and got some money also from uh, some other t- some other players as well. So, uh, what I would I give Juve a B? I'm I'm gonna give him a B as well, just because I'm high on the Kimi. Um, I think he's gonna do really really good for them. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's solid. It's solid. I think B plus. Uh, like Juve. Um, and really because of Hakimi, uh, they're out of the A range because of Kolarov. Um, you know, uh, that's that's really the way I want to. Uh, 
Uh, really want to look at hairpiece wanted everyone from Chelsea. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, I, but you know, moving on from, uh, Icardi, obviously Pinamonte, uh, uh, Caramo, uh, he, he, where I'm worried is he moved on from a lot of young players here. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it looks like that this looks like an all in team that if it doesn't work and he goes, this is going to, this could potentially set Inter back for a couple of seasons. Cause let's look at this. I mean, um, uh, Stevie, you're just, you're, you're Milan through and through. I've got, a, and, and so am another, I, but I've got to look at reason, this as a Serie A podcast host. And, another reason why I think there'll be, they kept Skriniar because I think it would be stupid to get rid of him. He's still yep. one of the better defenders. He just plays in a poor system, a three-man defense that he's not good at. And they kept Nangolan, which should be good for the depth of the midfield. So um, those, I think all those combined will give it a B, I think. Yeah, I mean, Steve, I'm with you. Conte will leave Inter into shits. I picked him to finish third. I've got Atalanta finishing second to Juve. Um, I think that this is, and third is not going to, and Conte, I could see Conte quitting, and I could see this being a situation like Napoli where they went Scudetto pack, and then what's happened in subsequent seasons, they've dropped further and further and further from the table. So um, maybe B plus is too much. I'll go B. I'll change my mind on, on Inter. And I misread uh, Steve's comment, and I thought, I thought he said Conte will leave Inter with the shits, <laughs> <laughs> which may happen too. <laughs> I'll leave a trail. Uh, I'll leave a trail all the way to Forever his next job. Yeah. Um, Atalanta, um, I'm going to give a B, um, okay. you know, uh, let's see, take a look at their team. Uh, you know, I think that it's Atalanta. They do what they do best. I mean, they're not going to, you know, as far as a Mercato, they're not going to overwhelm you or they're not going to wow you. I really like the Moranchik signing. I wasn't I like familiar. I, like the I wasn't familiar. Like fam- yeah. I wasn't familiar with Lammers and then they see the kid play and I'm wowed. Um, Romero is really not an answer for a defender. I mean, he's gone no. everywhere and he's not proven it. Uh, DePauli is very interesting uh, coming over on loan from Sampdoria, obviously. Um, once Sampdoria brought in Candreva, they can't play both of those guys. So, um, And then Pacini, if he if he somehow fits into the system. I mean, make no mistake, Hattabor is the right wing back in that team. Yeah. Um, but there's some nice depth there, uh, you know, for the wing backs. And this Johan Mojica also coming over from uh, Girona uh, in yep. Spain. So so these are all interesting. But, you know, I think the B is because of the money that they're making yet again on players. I mean, Ahmad Diallo, who hardly gets a sniff in this team, and he's going to get – Three games. Three games yeah. he got. Yeah, he's going to get 30, – 30, they're going to get $30 million from Manchester United for him. Castan going to Leicester for 26. Um, you know, they just did very, very good business. So – and they loaned Solid. out a million players too from their academy. They loaned out lots of players, which is yeah. I'm know. just looking at it. This is just a. St- I'm just. Uh, it's I'm staggering. Giving a I'm giving them a B plus because they sold some players for big money and they weren't their key players at all. Um, and, and as someone mentioned, you know, Connor Clancy mentioned how you know people are wowed by Castagne, but he wasn't even a starter for them. You know, it wasn't Hatibor. It wasn't um, uh, the other guy. I forget, I'm losing my mind right now. Um, Gosens. It wasn't him. So. You know, imagine what they would think of those players. So, uh, yeah, the, the work that they, the money that they got from them, then, you know, I think it's just fantastic on that. And, you know, the players they picked up, they're good. They're solid players. But because I think the money that they made off those other two players and some of the moves they made, I'm going to give them a B. Plus. Uh, Lazio gets a C minus for me. Um, yeah. I, I can't, I, I, I can't get with this, uh, with these, with these moves. Perrette is decent, but he's a depth guy. He's going to be a depth guy. Mariki, I don't to be know. determined. Yeah, I mean, Immobile is your guy, and, and and there's there's guys in front of him. Wesley Hood, um, you know more about him than I do. 
Definitely, um, he's, he's he's not as good as he was when he left uh, Lazio originally. So, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot of splash to what's going on here. Escalante is an interesting player uh, coming over from Abar. Yeah. Um, but as well, I'm curious about that one. The loan might yep. help. Out. Yep, uh, Ricardo Kishno had some promise as a very young player, but he it did. never stuck, and he's now off to Otto Den Haag. Yeah, um, you know, Valon Berisha never worked out. Now he's in he's in France playing at Reims. Uh, Milan Bedell, for some reason, they couldn't they couldn't make him fit, and then obviously they got guys like Lucas and Parolo still there, so he's surplus. Goes to Genoa. Lukaku's uh, out. Adekanye is out. Now, I was high on Adekanye, but uh, yeah, they loaned him out as well. So right, right. You said a C? Are you going to a C? C minus. I'm just not wild. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not wild by this. So I'm there with you. Steve says you, D. Yeah. What do you think of Roma? Roma. Um, yeah, they. Uh, it's interesting with them, right? They made some a lot of moves. Uh, they fought, they did get Chris Smalling, which is good. They needed they needed him back there. Yeah, they got Kumbula, they got Mancini, but it, you need to have him there. Uh, Borja Mayoral, uh, Mayoral, they brought him on. Uh, obviously, having Pedro on as a free, but still, it's a it's a good addition there. Uh, made some money off of Patrick Schick. Uh, made some money off of Defrel. Um, Chenji's under will eventually be money, but at the moment it's not any money. And they got rid of Kolarov, which is a plus for sure. But they also yeah. got they got rid of Clivert as well. So it's a mixed bag for me. Um, Florenzi, they got rid of Florenzi finally. He went over to PSG. Man, that's a. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go C plus. Yeah, I'm, I'm in that. My, yeah, I'm I'm in that range. B minus C plus. Kind of, it's average. It's not. Yeah. yeah, they 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 reinforced. They moved on from some people, but nothing that makes me scream top four. Yep, yep. You know, or or anything like that. If anything, like I made predictions, I had Lazio fifth, I had um, Napoli sixth, Asuolo seventh, Roma eighth. If I would do yep. anything right now, is I would put Napoli fifth, Roma sixth, and I would drop Lazio to eighth right now with the way I see things unfolding, and still sitting Sassuolo at seventh. Um, I'm I'm a little worried to move Sassuolo any higher up in my predictions, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 you know who knows. Uh, Milan uh, B plus. Um, they're not in the A range because they didn't address center back, uh, which I think is a was a position of need. There was talks about possibly Tomiyasu who would have covered center back and right back, uh, but you can't complain about the haul that they brought in. Sandro Tonali was coveted by the big teams in in Italy and in Europe, and then. Uh, uh, Maldini sneaks in through the back door and gets him once Inter ended their pursuit of him. Um, you know, so you had that going on. Jens Petrahoga, um, gonna need time to acclimate to Serie A, but a world of potential with him. Salamakers yep. becomes permanent. Uh, Tatarusanu, uh, Back cover up. for goalkeeping. Uh, Brahim Diaz is a talent. Yep. Uh, and Diogo Dallo saw a little bit of him when he played at Man United. Um, Definitely upside uh, with him if he can, you know, if he can find his feet. But the bigger find- news is they got rid of Suzo, they got rid of Paqueta, yep. got rid of Silva, Ricardo Rodriguez, Gomez, Bilia. I mean, they got rid of some dead weight. Uh, so I, I'll go with you B plus. I, I do like the B plus. Uh, not yeah. quite A because, like I said, if they got a center back at the end, then maybe they would have bumped up to the A. But a B plus, a strong B plus uh, by them overall because that dead weight was uh, right. holding them back. I think. Right. No, I agree. Ooh, um, Steve says C plus. Too many dry loans and risk. Well, he's he's tougher on he's tougher on his boys than the rest of us. So, but I look at this team and I think I feel like you know, uh, 
Well, no tail backup that Dallow can potentially be deputized on the left from time to time where needed. You know, yep. it's not going to be habitual. It's just going to be, you know, spot starts. Uh, but my biggest issue with Milan's Mercato was another center back was needed. Um, no right wing. Uh, yeah. I think you're going to find. could get there eventually maybe, uh, but we'll see. I think uh, you're going to find with with time they're going to get happier and happier with Salamakers as he gets more acclimated. Um, Diaz possibly Holga could probably move over there. There's, there's options. Um, I, I would have liked to see him get a backup striker for Ibra. I, obviously the team is not the same with when he's not there. Um, layout got two goals this weekend, but uh, he's not, they need someone who can put goals in, you know, consistently And Rebic. He's, he's good, but he's not a striker. He's a second striker. Or, Will we make, uh, Go ahead. Will we make yeah. champions with this lineup? Yes, we'll make champions. I picked them to finish fourth. Yeah, I, so. I pick them fourth as well. Yeah. Uh, but though Napoli is trying to start to persuade me, I'll tell you yep. that much. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be Napoli a very, very close fifth to Milan at fourth. So, yeah. um, and if people flip those teams and Milan ended up fifth, you know, I'm not going to pick a fight with people that did that. Hey, I might put Juventus out of the lineup and put Napoli in, in top four. Yep. Heyo. Napoli is getting an A, a minus from me. Um, okay. uh, awesome. Um, coming on. I'm starting to get more and more convinced, at least through the first couple of games. I want to see more sample size. I want to see it done against some tougher teams. Bakioko to give him some, some midfield, but this Mercato is a win because Khalidou Koulibaly is still there. Yes. hundred percent. Um, I, I, I thought Osimhen played a little poorly against Juventus. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I, I agree. I, I think keeping Koulibaly was pff, number one for me. Uh, bringing in Osimhen, I, I really like what Osimhen's brought so far. Uh, linking up with all the guys, uh, all the littles uh, up front. Uh, he's done a fantastic job to acclimate to the team. Uh, had a great back heel assist to Zelensky a couple games ago. Uh, Baka Yoko, that's a huge pickup. Uh, you, we saw what he did for uh, for Milan and. Um, He's he's done well in Syria, and so I expect that to be an, a, a massive pickup for them. Um, you know, losing Alan, getting some money for that from Everton, um, selling Verdi, Inglese, and some other guys, uh, Chidiches. Uh, they got some money back, and but the, I think you said the most important thing was Koulibaly, right? Uh, yep. Many rumors were that he was going to go to Man City. Uh, I even did a video about it, uh, but they kept him, and I think the reason that they kept him and he was able to convince Osiman to join him. I mean, that's that's pretty good. And would you say A? I gave A minus. A, listen, chat, because you guys are all saying A to some of these teams, and you guys are soft. A for me is Hullet, Reichardt, and Van Basten. A pluses. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm going to say A minus. A minus. Just because yeah. it kept you get, when you get, you know, when you litter a Mercato with studs, okay, that's what that's when, and I don't think they got them all in the same window. The Napoli right? boys are saying A. I'm just telling <laughs> the chat because, and, and the Napoli boys are saying A because that's, they're just, that's, Hey, Steve's a B plus, so God bless him. God bless him. (laughs) So, but it's an A minus. You know, it's an A minus. I think if I'm being picky, um, exactly. No one gets an A. No one. It's if 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 you don't come up with. Didn't he just say? Didn't he say Atalanta got an A earlier? Um, I thought he did. I thought yeah, he did. Steve, Steve, you just gave Atalanta an A. Now you're saying exactly <laughs> no one gets an right A. Here, it's on the screen. A for Atalanta. There you go. <laughs> so. Oh my. <laughs> Steve, Who's the next? Stevie, believe in Gabia. Believe in Gabia. That's right. <laughs> believe. <laughs> Don't start I'm, that. Yes. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, look, Sassuolo, next team. 
Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Hang on a second. Um, cashing in on Allen, who they had no intention of using. Twenty-seven million euros. Yeah. Getting twenty-two million for Simone Verdi. Your boy Inglesi, uh yeah. selling him. Rog selling. You know, getting paid. Getting paid for. Uh, <clears throat> I. Uh, getting paid for uh, Chiriches. Um, you know, who's going to find his feet at Sassuolo? So, and talk about Sassuolo. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sorry, I was watching. Let us have some happiness. First time we spent, the South shall rise again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, Asuelo, you know, they got, uh, they brought in the Frel from Roma. That's that's a good pickup there. Chiriches in defense. They also got Khan Ayan in defense as well. I think those two are probably going to be the pairing going forward. Um, Felipe Romagna has been starting lately, and that's a decent pickup there. Um, So that's the guys that brought in. The guys they got rid of, obviously, they got some money for Sensi. Uh, Alfred Duncan, they did sell off to Fiorentina. Paul Irola, they, they sold to Fiorentina as well. Um, it's okay. It's an okay. I'm gonna go. They, they address the defense. The defense is what they really need to help with. They were fun bad before, and with the three defenders that they have now, I'm gonna give them a C plus. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go B minus. Yeah, okay. I mean in that in that range, it's it's solid. They they took care of the needs that they had to take care of. They kept guys like Berardi, Caputo, yeah, Locatelli. Locatelli was a huge. You know what? He's yeah possible. Squad that if you know the material, let's see how these games play out. Um, so uh, you know, so keeping you know keeping that all together for me um, was uh, was important. Um, Hellas Verona, it's a C. I mean, nobody coming in overwhelming, but then uh, nobody uh, coming in in well. Actually, Temeze could be a decent player for them, I think. But yeah, uh, I like Temeze. Yeah, um, Nikola Kalinic, you might lose a great just for that. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, Cole, flirting with Cole flirting with the minus over the Kalinic signing. Yeah. So, Coley could be a decent pickup for them, I think. Um, and they got uh, uh, Ronaldo Vieira from Sampdoria, who could be something with them. But yeah, I'm with you there. Um, they did get some good money for Kambula. Well, no, I guess they didn't. They they loaned him out for with a small amount of fees. So. Roma got the best end of that deal, so yeah. Yeah, the Roma should smoke a cigarette for that one. It looks like yeah. they're gonna not have to pay a lot for Kumbu. Yeah. We'll see. First, I mean, I mean they, the, the loan itself is three million, and I think they're gonna pay a little bit more uh, when the obligation kicks in. So <laughs> Verona gets a D because that Kalinic, Madonna Mia. I'm not fighting that. I'll just yeah. say C for now, yeah. solid C, um, because they do have a couple players in there. That mean Kalinic may never see the pitch. Yeah, Scott so. Monroe's probably out there somewhere smoking a cigar right now. Yep, yep, for sure. Um, Fiorentina, uh, C minus. I I can't get with this. Um, but interesting. I mean, they're signing thirty somethings for free. I mean, this just looks like this is the old. This is the new banter. This is like Milan banter era, but now it's in Florence. But Bonavatore, he did get an assist in his first game. Callejon could do something for them, possibly. Yeah, uh, I do like Alfred Duncan. I've always been high on him. Uh, Paul Lerola had was really good for Sassuolo as well. And Kwame, we've been high on. So hopefully those three can contribute, but uh, yeah, they brought they bring in some of the older guys. They did get rid of some, you know, some guys for money. Veratut officially you know, for seventeen million. Um, Simeone they finally sold the Cagliari, and then Chiesa. I was disappointed by that because it was just a loan with eleven million dollar loan, and I think ultimately it's fifty million. But uh, up front, I mean, there's nothing really up front. Um, so what would you give them? You give them a, a C. C. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. No real well factor there. No. Um, you know, same with Parma. It's a C. Not uh, not wild about this. I mean, they get Inglesi permanently, but they had him last season. They had Carmel last season. Then now they're just these are just permanent purchases now. Yeah. Um, you know, 
looking at some of these other ones. Uh, yeah, this, uh, me, Mihaila uh, coming over from is Cryova the the uh, the team that had the, the uh, sticky on their backs. Is is that is that? Oh, Cryova? I don't know. I don't know. They might have. They might have played a few years back in the Europa League. They might have. Um, so who knows? Uh, but uh, you know, Kulishevsky, you know, which I don't think they were ever going to have a prayer of keeping. No. Um, so not wild here. Uh, yeah. C minus for me. Yep. So, um, Bologna, I see nothing wild here. I mean, Di Silvestri could possibly provide for them here as a, as a right back going forward. This Aaron. Got rid of Destro. Yep. <laughs> That's a plus. Got, got rid of Destro, which is probably got it being a C instead of a D plus. Um, sent uh, Diego Falcinelli to Red Star Belgrade. Um, so they yeah, sees a sees a decent score. Yeah, that's it. I mean, De Silvestri is probably the only one that I would rate in this out of anybody they got. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. What do you think of Udinese? Udinese, uh, I mean, they're they're probably, I guess they lost Mandragora, right? Uh, Fofana they sold to was it Lens? Um, Petzella they sold. Uh, man, it doesn't look good for them. Uh, now let me ask you this because I'm showing Mandragora is is back on loan from Juve. So it must have got bought by Juve and, and sold back to or loaned back to them or something. Okay, uh, I don't know whatever it is, but uh, C minus at best, maybe D plus. You don't think Delufeu is? Uh, I he this team needs goals and they they need goals to be created and there's too much of a reliance on Rodrigo De Paul early on in the season and I think where they, you know, what's Glaringly obvious is missing players like Seiko Fofana and Ken Sema. Okay, and now you bring you know Delufeu, who can be a sport support striker here that you know that can run a little bit, that can get in behind and can unlock things and open things up more for Lasagna. And Hickey um, Young has great potential, so it, it could it could turn out well for them. Um, Delufeu came from Watford; it's all part of the same family, really. So that's like a wash for me, even though it, even though he will help. Ah. Yeah, I hate that. I hate those those deals he constantly makes, you know, back and forth between the two clubs or the three clubs, I guess that he has. So yeah, he's got Pereira, uh, Roberto Pereira there as well. I mean, this is a team that might survive relegation just because of the way they were constructed and if they can come together. I watched a little bit of this uh, Thomas Owejan. He looks decent. Yeah. Um, you know, as their left wing back, so we'll have to see how that we'll have to see how that develops with them. Uh, what do you say about Cal Calgary? Yeah, man. Uh, so they got Marco Rogue, which, uh, which I think is going to be a good pickup. Uh, Simeone, they made it permanent. Um, who else did they got? Godin, I thought it's going to help with the defense there. Um, I like those. And Adam Unos came, I think, last minute, I think. So that's a, that's a really good deal there. Yep. Um, in terms of guys that they lost, Ionita went to Benevento. Uh, Farias went to Spezia. Um, some other guys. I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to give them a um, I'm going to give them a C+. C+, I, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah I think so. I'm with you. I like uh, Marin. I like Sotil. Um, these are going to be interesting young players that are going to help them. Uh, and Unas as well. So, you know, things look like they've gotten constructed to what, um, what, uh, you know, what EDF wants to do. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Sampdoria. Uh, I'm going to give him a C minus. Uh, really? Maybe generous. Uh, the, the kid, Damsgaard, could be something special. Uh, we'll wait to see with that, how he adapts to Serie A. Uh, but they got they got rid of some some key players, uh, Lenetti, Bonatoli, Caprari, Viera, De Paoli. 
Um, and really didn't bring in anyone I, that I say. I mean, Kate Balde, we'll see if he has anything left. He's only 25. My goodness, he's only 25. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Antonio Kondreva, he's good as a waiter, apparently. <laughs> Yoshida, he's way past it. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm not really high on Sampdoria, unfortunately. I'm going to go B- minus for Sampdoria. I mean, okay. I, these, these okay. players make Sampdoria better. Okay. You know, I mean, and that's one of the things you want to do is does do these signings make your team better? And we just went through a handful of teams that the the, the signings were meh. Okay. Yeah. But Antonio Candreva makes Sampdoria better. And you need a player like that when you've got the forwards that you've got. Keita Balde, um if he can regain his form and some of the stuff that he showed when he was at Lazio, yeah. Sampdoria have a gem. Um Adrian Silva still has a little bit left to give, and he's probably an upgrade in that central midfield and that holding midfield over what they had. Yep. Um, you know, uh, so, you know, I, I don't see them finishing top half or anything like that, but I think they've done appropriate business to make sure that they survive. Uh, so I'm going to go B minus for Sampdoria. Okay. Uh, let's see. Torino. Torino. I'm going to give them a. I'm gonna give them a B minus. I do. I am too. I like their window. Verdi, Lenetti, Voivoda. I think had a, as a as a good player. Rodriguez could help them out, even though I'm not really high on him in general. Uh, Bonatoli, uh, we like him. Uh, Nicola Muru and Caramoco. So I mean, they got some good pickups there. Um, and they really didn't lose too many guys. at Di Silvestri that we mentioned earlier. Uh, Iago Falque went to Benevento, but um, overall, I mean, I, I do like what they did this window, and hopefully, they, they improved drastically from last year. So. They're a little more solid in midfield uh, with, yep. with the moves that they made, um, especially Linetti, uh, you know, coming along. Um, you know, Verdi permanent now from Napoli. I think that that's – I think that that's, uh, that's a decent get. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of them parting with Berenger, um, heading to Athletic Bilbao. Uh, would rather they not have parted with Olaina, uh, who is now at Fulham. Um, but – <laughs> are you allowed to get mad richard has never and in all the well, years i've known richard he saw me never shake my head because someone on gazetta compared de la feo to baggio i mean that that's why i was shaking my head i was like what the fuck man come on that's bullshit uh, that's bullshit right there you're you're uh that right there is the maddest richard ever gets this is true this is true yeah. on air at least you should see me get mad you should have seen me <laughs> training my uh training my boy training 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 my uh son's team tonight uh, so <laughs> smoke was going through my hat uh, <laughs> you play to win so, the game you do <laughs> well speaking do. of playing to win the game Genoa apparently didn't get that memo they never get that memo apparently so what are you giving them um i don't like their window at all uh, if mattia bonnie doesn't start and play every game after the shit heap of defenders we named off that played against napoli last week there's a big big problem yeah um I, you know, they apparently see something in Mattia Destro that the rest of Italy and the rest of all of us don't. Um, and uh, I mean, since Bora, you know, Cyborg from Atalanta, you know, he should he should get some playing time. Um, Piazza, we'll see what he if he has anything left. Pellegrini, but they got Destro. I mean, that's a minus right there. C minus. I mean, C yeah, minus is and that's here. being and that's being nice. I mean, they're they're. Yeah. They're taking their chances with patching this together to make it work. Um, yeah. They let they let Hilliamark go, who I thought was serviceable for them I agree. Uh, in midfield. Um, they chose not to re-sign him. I thought that was a mistake. They allowed Corey Gunter to go to Verona. Um, 
which uh, could end up being which could end up being a mistake. So we'll see. Uh, letting go of Kwame, this team needs some some sort of attacking creativity to them. So, going to be very interesting to see what happens here. Uh, Benevento, uh, they're 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 my number one for the hold market. I think I'm giving it an A plus. Uh, bringing Lapadula, Camille Glick. Wait, we don't give an A. This they they did they, they sign Reichert and Van Basten. A, a, you're right. A. I'll give him an A. An A. No, not even an A. You can give him an A minus. A minus. Okay, I'll give him an A minus. They're the best for me in the in the in the window. Stevie, uh, where are you? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, Lapadula, Glick, Caprari, Brian Dabo, Ionita, Falke. I mean, these guys have already already contributed to the team. They they played very well together. Um, they did what they had to do to to get up to the Serie A level. I think they brought a bunch of Serie A veterans, guys who are still serviceable. I mean, Lapadula just scored in the last game and got them the game winner. So, fantastic work by Benevento. I think. Yeah, but Richard be Richard. <laughs> Sorry, Johnny. Um, <laughs> tell him. Tell him. You want to give if you want to give Benevento an A plus, give him an A plus. I'm just giving you shit. They're number one. That's all I'm going to say. They're number one in the in the market. No one's better than them. This, this market for me, Johnny. This is the city I sit down. I mean, you have got to. I mean, my God, because he said, "My God, you guys grade harder than some of my old professors." This is this high. This is where the high standards are. We have high standards. <laughs> is that what we're calling now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we well, you get you know panettone. he will eat his panettone. He'll eat his panettone. He'll be fine. Yeah, he will. Yep. Um, I. Yeah, I, I I like the way they've put this. This team has been constructed. Uh, you know, having a, a creative force in Iago Falke, having midfield solidity and guys like Yonita yeah. uh, and Dabo, who are veterans in this league. Lapadula can score goals. Glick can defend. Caprari can score goals. I mean, it's 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 it, it was well thought out, and they they had a good strategy and put it together. I'll I'll go on a B plus there for Benevento. I won't go into the A range, uh, you know, but solid enough. Um, yeah. Crotone is a C for me. Um, you know, no, nothing. There's no wow factor to this. I mean, Chigarini's a veteran. Um, Riviere, I think, is with his like 13th team in nine years or something like that. Yep. That's I'm exaggerating. Um, so, but uh, I mean, there's nothing here to get excited about a team that's going to get that's going to get relegated. Spezia is uh. I'll, I'll go C plus because they made the effort and they got some decent players getting someone like Zoet who is now hurt. Uh, Daniele Verdi uh, who can provide some creativity and can provide some, provide some crossing. Um, it's not horrible what they've put together here. Um, Agudel is a decent play, decent player. Mattiello, if he ever can, uh, can stick, he's there on loan, good right-sided player or decent right-sided player. Um, so, I'm on. I'm going to go C plus for Spezia. Not, yep. Not terrible, but not great. Yep. Winner for the winner for me for the market. Like I said, Benevento. Uh, fantabulous, fabulous. Making up words now, like Manolas or Fanolas. Uh, and the loser for me, even though they didn't have the lowest score, uh, and just despite Jerry, I'm going to say Lazio. Uh, they should have done a lot more than they did. <laughs> I'm going to go with Napoli as a winner. Um, you know, it looks like Osman is, is is providing a new dynamic for them. Keeping Koulibaly was huge. Yep. You know, so for me, I think Napoli had the best Mercato for just those two reasons. Um, and I'm with you. I think that Lazio needed to reinforce a little more smart, they, a little more smartly than they did. When you look at their, and, and they're going to tell you that they think they did really well. But when you look at them on you, you know, when you look at them in comparison with the other teams that they're going to be competing with for places in Serie A, they just did not do as well. So. 
starting 11, they can compete with anybody, but they don't have any depth. I'm still, still depth. the depth is still a concern, especially yeah. with having to play every three days. And, so. and there's like 17 of the you know top eight teams. They probably have the worst depth out of all of those teams. Even so John, Johnny, Rafa, I threw you a bone. Uh, Steve says Atalanta has to be the winner. I, I'm going to put him a close second. I'm going <laughs> to put him a close second. You know, because Rafa and Johnny, I have been tough on Napoli here the last couple of weeks because he has. He has. Um, I want to see it against a better team, a Parma team that's going to regress, a Genoa team that, as I said yet last last week, um, <laughs> a in my heart, yeah. <laughs> they could have proven it this past weekend, but you know things happen. So yeah, it would have been great to see this game actually happen. That's why that's why I wanted to see it. Hopefully, but it was like we still get to see it. Like I said, they played a Genoa team that 11 training codes could have done better. Um, but it's what it is. Uh, so, yeah, that's that, That's our winners and losers of the Mercato. Uh, we've got some people in the chat, you know, Stevie saying Atalanta should be, you know, the Napoli guys, of course, are going to say Napoli. So what were your thoughts, uh, winners and losers of the Mercato in Serie A, at Serie A sit down or Twitter? Um, on to Europe. Um, yeah. UEFA Champions League draw took place. Uh, let's discuss. Hey, leave Canada. What did I say about Canada? You know, those Canadians. <laughs> I don't know what you said. Just go with it. <laughs> oh man. Maybe they just hear random things being said about them. And oh, no. Rafa says something. Oh, Rafa Canada, says. Something. I blame Canada. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. All right. I thought it was us. So well <laughs> done, Rafa. Well played. <laughs> Uh, All right, so let's go into where am I going to find these groups? Um, let's see. Um, bear with me. Yeah. Just trying to find, find the group standings or the draw. Champions League group set. There we go. No, I'm not on dial up. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you the, the, the groups that at least Serie A. Yeah, you want to break down, break down the Serie A groups. And, All right, and so in Group B, we have uh, Mönchengladbach, Inter Milan, Real Madrid, Shakhtar Donetsk. In my opinion, that's a tough group there. Uh, moving on from there, Group D, Ajax, Atalanta, Midland, and Liverpool. That's a tough group there, at least with, the, with the Atalanta, Ajax, and Liverpool. Um, also Lazio, they got Dortmund, Club Bruges, and Zenit. That's a decent group. And then Juventus have a fairly easy group. They got Barcelona, but then they have Dynamo Kiev. And then uh, it looks like a Greek team. I'm not going to even try to pronounce that name. So Hungarian, uh, Hungarian, Hungarian. Uh, okay, I was Ferencváros. Okay, good, good Um, of those of those four groups, I, I think Juventus has the easier easiest group out of all of them. Um, Lazio is decent. Zenit. I haven't seen Zenit yet, but Zenit usually puts up a fight. Dortmund is – they got some firepower on, on Dortmund. And Club Rouge, they, they'll pester you for sure. Um, I'm interested to see Ajax, Liverpool, and Atalanta. I mean, that's going to be goal fest in all those games. Um, that's 100% for sure. But I think the, the toughest group is going to got to be Gladbach, Inter Milan, Real Madrid, and Donetsk. Donetsk, we know, is always tough. Uh, Real Madrid is, you know, one of the best teams, and uh, Mönchengladbach they have some uh, some really good players on their team as well. So yeah, that, that may be a group of death there. So, um, there is a team in the draw that I'll never be able to pronounce. Uh, is what Stevie's saying? Okay. <laughs> um, he knows. He knows what's up. Istanbul, Istanbul, Basaksa here. Basaksa uh, here. Yeah. Or is it Ferencváros? Um, I think it's Ferencváros. Finish bottles. All right. Uh, group B, Inter. Um, 
it's going to be a difficult, it's a difficult group, but you're, you're built, you built this team to qualify, you know, for groups like this. Yeah. And, uh, but that trip to the Ukraine at Shakhtar is always tough. Yep. Um, Inter did beat them on neutral territory in the Europa league. They're going to have that, you know, um, to lean on a little bit here. Uh, it's a Real Madrid team that has, has taken some restructuring here through the years. Um, and Mönchengladbach is capable of goals. You know, uh, players there. Turam is a good player. Hoffman. Um, they've got uh, they've got fullbacks that can go forward. I believe that that's that's where uh, Ben Sabani is, right? Yep. Um, Steve's predicting Inter to crash out in the group stages. Um, but Mönchengladbach you know, can concede goals too. That's that's the issue with them. I mean, I think that they're going to have some of the more entertain more entertaining games in the group. This will be a relative. I mean, group, group B as a whole, it'll be entertaining because all four teams are going to bring something to the table and make it a challenge. But I think there's going to be plenty of goals in the group as well, as is Group D with Liverpool, Ajax, Atalanta, and Michelin. My goodness. Um, Michelin can play. Yeah. Um, these That's guys are going to play against these three teams. They tore apart Slavia Prague um, in the qualifier in the second leg, 4 1. Wow. And they got those four goals in the space, I think, 12 minutes. Wow. Um, you know, Slavia were dancing and on their way to the, you know, and this is a Slavia Prague team that pushed Inter around a couple times in a couple of games yeah, last yeah. year. So, yeah. and a lot of those guys, Ajax is not what they've been in the last couple of years because a lot of those guys have moved on. You don't have De Young, you don't have uh, De Ligt, you don't have Ziek, uh, you know, and some of these other folks, but. They always find a way to reload. Exactly. Uh, you know, Never you count them out. There, I think Neres is still there. It's like Atalanta um, now. They get rid of some players, but they get they, they right. breed some new players, and then they boom. You know, right? You have Talia Fico. Yeah. Um, so there's there's enough to make this there's enough to make this difficult. Davy Klaassen um, came back, so a little bit uh, age there to help them with him, the midfielder. So yeah, did he he come back from uh, he came back from Werder then? Werder Bremen, yeah. So okay. Um, all right, so and then you got Lazio. I think Lazio is going to struggle uh, in this group. I think you know going to Russia and playing at Zenit is going to be difficult. Um, Dortmund are free scoring right now. Um, <laughs> My goodness, you know, much to your chagrin. Yeah, um, and and Club Bruges is is one of those teams that you don't think anything of, but they're tricky. You know, yeah. they yeah. and uh, you know going there's not going to be fun. You'll probably get your three points against them at home, uh, but. I, I can't see Lazio qualifying from Group F. I think Dortmund's actually going to win that group with Zenit finishing second. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to come down to Zenit and Lazio. It's going to be difficult for them, um, depending on what the results are against that, that team in particular. Um, Dortmund, I think, is going to win that group, like you said. They're just going to run over everybody. Uh, I think which, I think Inter are going to get out of Group B. And I'm yep. gonna t- I'm gonna get Atalanta I'm gonna get Atalanta out of Group D. I mean, Ajax might find guys to replace the ones that made the big money moves, but yep. they're not the Ajax team that eliminated Juve two years ago. You know, it's not a team that Atalanta is going to fear. And I right now in the form that they're in, I would take Atalanta over Ajax. Atalanta um, might win that group. Yep. I don't. Well, I don't know. I mean, the the one thing that they will have going for is that Liverpool's game doesn't travel particularly well, they, and they, they lose European game. Aston Villa, Aston Villa, let that sink in. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. And our Aston Villa friends in the football group over on Facebook were all excited about it, and I, yeah. you know, so. And then I think yeah, uh, Juve and Barcelona are a cinch to get out of Group G. I think yep. that's going to be pretty straightforward, even though yep. going to Dinamo Kiev is never fun. Nope. Varos, I saw bits and pieces of in the qualifying rounds. I'm not 
Um, uh, wasn't overly impressed with him. So, so that's what I that's what I think is going to be the fortunes. I think Juventus, Atalanta, and Inter all go through. I think Lazio is going to probably end up back in the Europa League. After yeah, they're going to be the closest of the of the four teams. They're going to be the closest to not make it. Yep, for sure. Uh, on to Europa League. Uh, on to Europa League. Let's see right, those well, group stuff. Uh, the first first Italian team is in Group A. It's uh they're it's Roma and they got Young Boys, uh, Siska, Sofia, and Club and Cluj. Um, okay, group there. Uh, the next Italian team is uh, Napoli. They got Akmar Rayaka, who won in that. They had that. They had that crazy goal in that game that won. <laughs> two <laughs> players collide with the each other. Goal against uh, Copenhagen. Yeah, so they're playing them, uh, and they're also playing Real Sociedad. So you can never discount the Spanish team. They always turn up for these tournaments. Um, that's a that's a pretty good group. Akmar just had a great game this weekend, where it was like four four or something. I think it was the end of that result there. So. Uh, next Italian team, Milan, uh, in a difficult group, in my opinion. They play Celtic, Lille, and Sparta Prague. Sparta Prague gave Inter uh, trouble last year. Uh, uh, Slavia Prague did. So, oh, Slavia Prague, Sparta yep. Prague, so still gonna be a pain for them. Yep. Uh, and that's it, I think. Yep, yep, that's all the teams. So, um, of the three groups, uh, Milan, I think, has the toughest, followed by Napoli, even though I think Napoli got that group, and then uh, Roma has the easiest of the three. Yeah, Milan's definitely in the toughest group out of these three. Um, you know, it's uh, although I, I will argue that Napoli's group is not that far off. Um, yeah. from good teams there. actually, and I almost might even make the case that that Napoli's group is tougher. I mean, everybody looks at Celtic, and once you get past the once you get past the brand name, they're I good mean, at home though. That's it. They're not great. I mean, they, and they were eliminated by Ferencvaros. Very, very early in the UEFA Champions League. Um, you know, so Lille is going to give you some problems. I mean, this yep. is where Alsemann came from. This is where Leal came from, Nicola Pepe. These are, these are, you know, they're one of those teams that find a way to take take guys and turn them into gems, you know, so that it's the next gems waiting in line that it's going to probably create some issues. Sparta Prague going there is always going to be difficult. Um, I, I actually think that, and I'm not trying to do this as a, as a Milan supporter, but I actually think Napoli's group's a little bit tougher. I mean, Rijeka aside, you know, outside Alkmaar can make life difficult for people. Um, that as well, yeah. Yep. So, and, and, and Real Sociedad have an abundance of attacking talent. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, that said, I think, you know, it would be a disappointment if all three of these Serie yeah. teams don't qualify. Yeah, uh, from their group stage, Roma certainly has it a lot easier. Uh, although, look out for CFR Cluj; they've been a problem for team. They were a problem for Lazio uh, just last year. So, um, I'm going to go yeah. on a limb and say all three Italian teams win their group. It's going to be tough, but I think all three win. Well, the interesting thing with the Europa League is that you don't have to win your group. Yep. Um, you, you know, you can. I mean, whether you finish first or second is really not going to dictate a whole lot as far as the draw is concerned. Um, Rafa thinks Napoli will steamroll the group. I watch out for Real Sociedad, uh, Sociedad Rafa. They're they've got enough talent where they are deficient is defensively. Yep. Um, as as, as Akmar, same thing. They can score, but they got issues defensively as well. Yeah, I mean they'll score. They have they have what they they have what they need to score with you guys. Yep. Okay. Um, but defensively is where they can be deficient, and I think is where you can get at them. Um, you know. You know, like I said, I, Celtic is one of those where I just, I, I really, I believe it. Just once you get past the brand name, it's not something to be terribly impressed with. And I'm not being blasphemous when I say that. 
Um, you know, Sparta Prague and, and Lille, I think, you know, we'll see what Sparta Prague have to offer. Slavia Prague was always a, a thorn, you know, they were a thorn in Inter's side. So these Czech teams are, are, are decent. And then, like I said, and Lille always, they're, they're, they're producing the next guys up that they're going to make money off of. So it'll be, they're going to be interesting groups overall. And ultimately it's going to be a disappointment if these three teams don't qualify. So absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. So. Reaction to Champions League and Europa League Drago to Serie sit down on Twitter uh, or Instagram uh, and give us your predictions on how our teams are going to do. Um, Italy squad, they have three games uh, coming up. Um, it looks like, if I'm reading this right, they're going to play Moldova in a friendly on Wednesday. I think that's right, um, yeah. Okay, and then they're going to play Poland in Gdansk on uh, Sunday the 11th. Yes. And then they'll be in Bergamo to play Holland uh, on the 14th. This is a pretty long uh, FIFA break. Um, it, is. it is. Two weeks at least, right? The eight worst second-place teams draw the Champions League incoming teams, drawing back to Europa. That's where it's significant, Rafa. After that, first or second, I mean, you're talking about, I think there's like 12 groups. So yeah, That's crazy. You know, you know, you definitely want to finish first. Finishing second doesn't totally hurt you. Um, and then when you if you see some of these third place teams that come down, we'll see what you know, we'll see what they were what what they're made of. So uh, but any event, um Italy squad uh for the trip that uh, Mancini called up, Alessio Cranio of Cagliari and Goal, de definitely deserved. Uh Gianluigi Donnarumma of Milan, Marco Silvestri of Hellas Verona, well deserved. Uh, Salvatore Sirigu, Torino goalkeepers are straightforward. Yep, no, no, they're fine, they're fine yep. picks. Yep, let's move on. Defenders, Acerbi of Lazio, Cristiano Beraghi of Fiorentina, Leonardo Benucci of Juventus, Giorgio Chiellini of Juventus, Danilo Di Ambrosio of Inter, Emerson of Chelsea for some reason, um, Florenzi of PSG for some reason, Lazzari of Lazio, Gianluca Mancini of Roma, Ogbona of West Ham United. I actually don't hate it. Uh, and Leonardo Spinazzola of Roma. Any subs? I love that. I love that. I hope Spinazzola gets a start on this one, just because he's been playing fantastic for Roma uh, to begin with. But yeah, it's a it's a fairly straightforward defense. Uh, can't think of anyone off the top of my head that they would have missed uh, who's healthy. Uh, so yeah, good. I hope, hopefully, we get to see Spinazzola play. That's all. Yeah. I'm asking. Would you make a case for Faraoni, or does he feel like more of a midfielder? The problem is, is that he doesn't fit. Midfielder. In a but yeah, yeah. He'd have to be a fullback and it'd have to work in a back four. I mean, he feels like he's just a true out and out right wing back and it's going to be hard for him. Yeah, but he should get it. I would, I would like a call up. I, I think he's playing good enough to get a call up. I just don't know where he would fit. Right, right. So, um, so we'll see what happens with that. I mean, that would be the one guy. Where's got, where's Gabia? <laughs> Stevie Mancini's saving him for the big ones. Okay. Mancini's saving him for the big ones. Bring him in for Holland. Yeah. Yeah. Saving him for the World Cup, baby. Just <laughs> wait. Just you wait. Maybe not 2022, maybe 2026. <laughs> so. Uh, good point, Gianni. On the, uh, looking for good subs replacement right now with those three games, plus with some COVID support to find some gems in the rough. Yeah, fair enough. Midfielder is Nicola Barella. He's in great form right now. Uh, Giacomo Bonaventura of Fiorentina. Gaetano Castorvilli of Fiorentina. Brian Cristante of Roma, Jorginho of Chelsea, Manuel Locatelli of Sassuolo, well-deserved, Lorenzo Pellegrini of Roma, Roma, Stefano Sensi of Inter, and Verratti of PSG. 
Um, I can't think of anybody that got left out here. Um, I can't either. Um, there's some there's some good picks. I mean, um, some of the guys I was going to think of are actually in the forwards. So yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Mm. Yep. Finally, the attackers, Andrea Bolotti of Torino, Domenico Berardi of Sassuolo, Francesco Caputo of Sassuolo, Federico Chiesa of Fiorentina, well, now Juventus, uh, yes. Stefan El Shadawi of, for some reason, he keeps bringing home Shadaw, El Shadawi. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Vincenzo Grifo of Freiburg. Um, what not he hurt? He didn't play against Dortmund. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he's hurt or, or COVID. I don't know <laughs> who knows what he has, but... Maybe he maybe he got called up before the uh, well the, I think he got called up before that game so yeah um, we'll see maybe it's gonna be a final replacement for him. Chiro Immobile of Lazio, Moise Ken of now PSG, uh, Kevin Lasagna of Udinese, and Ricardo Orsolini of Bologna. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, Stevie Cristante shouldn't be in this team. Um, yeah, Lasagna either. He's been playing poor at, at the end of the season. I mean, that's a yeah, that's like a great. bureaucracy pick or something. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I, I love the Orsolini pick, the Moise Kane pick. Uh, I love that one. Uh, El Sharawi. Love the Berardi pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Caputo, obviously. Uh, Belotti and Immobile, no doubt about it. Uh, but, yeah, Lasagna, that's head-scratching for me. So, and then I, I like to call her Vincenzo Grifo, but if he's injured, you know, you got to yeah. bring up somebody else and who that is. I if, don't know. I mean, Mancini plays 4-3-3. On the right side of that 4-3-3, I would like to see Berardi get run in one of these games, an, an extended run. And I would also like to get Orsolini in that role too. Caputo needs to play one of these games. And I'd to. love to see. I'd love to see Caputo. Absolutely. Ad Adriano, ciao. Adriano, what's up, man? Uh, I, th I think uh, Caputo is the right fit for this team. Mm. But has to be has to be proven first, right? So, Yeah, um, I agree. Um, on El Shadawi, I, I, I don't like it. Neither does Steve. <laughs> neither does Steve. Um, you know, but are, are there other players that, I mean, who else could we, who else, who, who could, who could have gone in his place? Um, I mean, I think that this would be, would have been reserved for Insigne. Insigne would have had a place in this team, but he's yeah. not in it. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know. You have to. You have to. Some decisions had to be made, of course. That that opened the door really? for people. Is he on the team? Yeah, he's on the team. Yeah, he's, he's in. He's in the midfield. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say. Um, no Bernadeschi. I don't know if he's injured or not, but yeah, uh, I didn't see him on there. Uh, and Bernadeschi, I will say this has has been okay for the national team. He's yeah. been awful for U of A. Yes. Uh, but he's turned up and been decent for the national team. So. How about uh, Lorenzo Colombo? Huh? <laughs> too early. Too early to pick uh, Just a tick too early for Colombo. Give some young guys a shot. See what you have in the farm. Yeah, Gabia. How's Cutrone doing? Cutrone, uh, not getting. Is he not? I don't think he's getting he's game. Vlaovic has been starting. Yeah, Vlaovic so, is a good player. Yeah. So I, I don't mind the group. Um, I think that when it comes to playing against the Netherlands, the best players will play in that game. The trip to Poland. I mean, I think you're going to see. I, I don't know if Mancini rotates this a whole lot. I think the Moldova game is where you're going to see a lot of these fringe guys play. Yeah. So the big questions are who plays in the fullback positions because I think we're still trying to get those questions answered. I still think we need we, we need to know who's going to play in the striker position. Uh, yeah. Immobile and Belotti have not taken the reins yet of that. I want to see Caputo get some run. I do too. So, I think if he gets in there, he's going to take it. Um, yep. Because he fits that system perfectly. That's what he he's always plays the four three three and Belotti and Immobile have 
fail to show that they can do that. Uh, Agreed. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, it really, the, I mean, the, they have the midfield, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. They have the guys who can provide provide it. It's just what can the strikers do? And then defensively, the Netherlands game is going to be it's going to be difficult. I mean, they got a new manager now, it's, um, so we'll see what they can do. But uh, that'll be the test. And I think you use those first two games to play some guys you have some uh, you're, you're curious about. Yep. And I think Puto should be in one of those games to, to try out and see what he does. Yep, I like it. I like it. So let's see what uh, Mancini has up his sleeve, starting with the friendly against Moldova on Wednesday. So you guys have made it through an hour and 25 minutes of us blabbing. And now we're on to your favorite part of the podcast. It is everybody's favorite part of Calcio podcast everywhere around the world. Time to find out who won Calcio Twitter. Boom, and it's on the screen for those to see. Aha. We are loaded. We are loaded with nominees this week. Oh, I love this one, the first one. <laughs> Everybody brought them in. Um, hold Uncle Sharma brought it for sure. Uh, yeah, Uncle Sharma's first one. Uh, Uncle Sharma brought it. He says, uh, The Alonso Conte wants from Chelsea, and the Alonso they're going to get is Fernando Alonso, the Formula One driver. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Oh, that's great. Well uh, done. Let's see, let's see. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to read to you Connor Clancy uh, at Con J Clancy. Uh, I've seen a lot of people having seen Timothy Castan start in England, wonder how, why he didn't play regularly for Atalanta. Hans Hattabor scored tonight and on Saturday, Robin Gosen scored and assisted tonight. Imagine if a PL club had signed one of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sign one of the starters, right? Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Next one is... <laughs> Uh, this one is um, so around Torin posted this uh, comment about Sari that says Sari's historical friend Sari will support Napoli blah 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 and it goes on to this whole comment and then the real Daniel at D Russo twenty two thirty five says oh gosh uh, he says what the heck what the fuck does historical friend mean <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a historical friend is Frank you're know. a historical friend for me buddy <laughs> I, well we we we've known each other for gosh what fifteen years now. All of history, apparently. Yeah, apparently, all of history. So, <laughs> we're historical friends. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one. Uh, let's see here. Let's read the one that's coming from yeah Frank at uh, Seria underscore Aust. Uh, is that Alex Dono on the side of that truck? <laughs> now we know where the bath photo originates from. It's on the screen. There you go. <laughs> Some things you will never unsee for as oh, long as you live. Goodness. Oh, my goodness. That uh, was a painful experience for everybody involved. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, the next one, uh, AC Milan reports in, a, in the whole about uh, Correa, uh, Stefano Pioli called Chiesa in recent days to convince him to choose AC Milan. Obviously, he went to uh, Juventus. So, uh, Giova at... Uh, Romanesta, Romanesta says, uh, going to Juve to sit on the bench with Costa, Bernadeschi, Kulashevsky, and Cuadrado. On top of seeing what happened to all the Italian talents who were ruined at Juve, good choice. Yep. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I, you know, if they're going to do this, they're going to get that one over the line yep. at the end of the day. Uh, what are you going to, you know, that's hard to, <laughs> that's hard to, hard to, hard to, hard to figure what they're going to do there. You'd think he's going to play a little bit more. So, yeah. All right, uh, big show at underscore Nerazzurri. This was during the Europa League on Thursday. Milan struggling to win against the street, <laughs> but they have the best mid in Europe, they said. I was like, yeah. I, um, uh, and then, you know, yet had, had Art Morelli even saying this is much better trolling, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
from Conte Biz at uh, at the DDOA. He says, we're rocking up to Madrid with one of Perisic, Young, or Darmian as left wing back, and people expect us to win anything. <laughs> uh, here's a good one. Oh, Sharma. Um, Uncle Sharma trying to get back on the board. Rafael Leal de Liverao versus Rio Ave. Time slipped 12. Possession lost 11. Chances created zero. TikTok videos posted two. <laughs> Serie A has been warned. <laughs> oh, I love the video too, or the picture, I should say. So, <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Uh, let's see. We already did that one. Historical friend. We talked about that one. Brian Johnson. We got Brian Johnson at Wise Old BHJ <laughs> after Milan eliminated Rio Ave in the Europa League. Almost feel bad for Rio Avenue. Don't get promoted to street now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. This one. Uh, uh, from Don Totti at Zagnolo underscore fan. He says, uh, Romanisti enjoying the W while the rest of Calcio argue about the Juve Napoli situation. <laughs> 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 oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I like that one. Oh, man. <laughs> I like that one. That was good. Uh, that was good. That one that one might be in the clubhouse for me right now. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's see here. Um, Art Morelli, yes. Uh, Art Morelli submitting one from at OSV underscore Angelo Equipoteva Essere. <laughs> and it, all it is is a person, a person crashed into a pole and he gets out in a Juventus jersey. Yeah, <laughs> is it it's like, is this, is this Dabala or is this, who's this from Juventus? <laughs> <laughs> At first, you're just like, what? But you see the Juventus jersey, like, okay, of course, of course, <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh man. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, oh, this one. I I like this one. Um, it's from uh oh, I trying to click on the picture. Uh, from at t dot underscore tifosi. Uh, after Juventus put out their official lineup, they uh the Napoli fans came out with their official lineup. Um, starting that striker is t dot underscore tifoso. Uh, then you had uh, I mean, you got all the players here. I mean, you got Rafa's in there in defense. Uh, Azuri fan Phil's playing left back. Uh, some of our fans here. I don't think Gianni made the made the made the lineup here. Uh, looking at it, look at the bench. You got a bunch more players. Kenshiro Fadi's, Art Morelli's on the bench. Um, I don't. I don't think Gianni. Did you make that list? I don't think you did, bud. Gianni, Gianni didn't make the list. I don't think he did. <laughs> a notable. Oh, wow. A notable uh, scratch. Healthy scratch, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Pat failed a late fitness test. Yeah, that's Let's right. say that Rafa Napoli is a center back. Rafa as a as a center back, I don't want to play forward against that. <laughs> so. uh, oh man, oh, I uh, I nominated myself on this one. I, I had to because uh, I felt like Frank and uh, also uh, Martino Puccio doing it recently. So I was like, I'm gonna do it myself. Uh, I said uh, Calabri with the best opportunity of the first half. Unfortunately, his first goal of the season was denied by Donnarumma, who's used to his dumb fuckery. <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, let's see. All right. Uh, this one from at Caserta Campania. <laughs> Think of that Barbie girl song. Uh, I'm not oh, going to yeah, even yeah, try. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Gobi boy in a Gobi world. Scudetti made of plastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> Pirlo's perfect hair. We've lost finals everywhere. Imagination, European domination. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, to come up with that, I don't know, but uh, well played. Yeah. Uh, at Daniel Daniele Luch 
Daniel Lucci, Daniele Lucci, D-A-N-I-E-L-E-L-U-C-C. My sources are telling me they are bringing Gabriele Paletta out of retirement as he is the only player Lotito can afford with his leftover lunch money. <laughs> From Sky Sport Italia. <laughs> yeah. Even That's even good. got a, even even cited a source on that. Well done. Yeah. Uh, next one's from Michael Lisi. So Adriano, our friend Adriano Del Monte, came out with a tweet and said, uh, "Juventus confirmed Mattia Deschelio will leave the club." And Lisi replied, "I can confirm he was never there." <laughs> <laughs> Zing. <laughs> yeah, I like this one. Uh, All right. Well, I'm some. I'm indirectly part of this next one. Um, yeah. uh, but at real Don and Yelly. Um, once again, if you're a Calcio fan and you're not following that account, you're doing life wrong. Right. Um, he, uh, I, I should be honored, Mr. President, actually retweeted one of my tweets. Um, I, uh, I called Agnelli the Satan of Calcio. <laughs> and real, he goes, thank you. Much like Santa, I love giving gifts to my Juventini. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's well played. So... Yeah, I'm uh, get into the action. Uh, yeah. so someone someone tweeted a picture of uh, of the Simpsons, and it says Pozzo negotiating a deal with himself. And then uh, Gab says uh, real time coverage of the negotiation between Udinese and Watford over Delufeo. <laughs> yeah, and then I see that you've got uh, Siavush, who was a contender who has a winner of mine last week, uh, uh, in the comments of that replying about the, the two Spider Mans pointing at each other too. So. Yeah. <laughs> So that's that, that 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 one's good all the way around. Um, George, who's on the chat, he said, uh, Cagliari during the transfer window overall, we suck at this game. <laughs> <laughs> so many to choose from, man. Uh, chat, man what, do everybody, you, what do you say, chat? Yeah, what is our what's our where, where, where's our chat? Rafa, that wins. Which one do you which one did you pick that one? Oh, there's so many good ones. Uh I'm torn between uh, Zaniolo fan and uh, yeah. Caserta Campagna. I think those are my those are my two finalists. Uh, I do like the Napoli one where they put their own lineup against Juventus. Not uh, bad. Pretty creative. I do like the Roma one for sure. Um, has so many good ones. Uh, I, Gobi girl. Yeah, I, I I I'm with Rafa. Caserta Campagna is my winner. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the Roma one also. Uh, yeah, let's get some I, votes and let the votes decide here because uh, it. Or we stuck. just say co-winners. Yeah, co-winners. Hey, there you go. Boom, done. We can we can do a shared. We can do a shared. Do you, chat? Do you we believe in before. co-winners or do we have to pick a winner? Adriano saying the Roma dancing one. Johnny is saying the Roma. George is saying the drunken Juve driver. Raffaele <laughs> is saying Gobi girl. Uh, yeah, that's that's some good ones. <laughs> There were some good ones this week. There were there were good ones. A lot really of good a ones. lot of ones. It was really good. So well played. <laughs> um, man, I don't know. The Gobi Girl is funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. That was really good. All right, sure. Co-winners. Johnny's co-winners. good with co-winners. Yeah, let's do co-winners. Okay, co-winners. so we have a tie this week for who won Calcio Twitter uh, at Caserta Campagna. Uh, I'm a Gobi boy in a Gobi world. Scudetti made of plastic. It's fantastic. Pirlo's perfect hair. We've lost finals everywhere. Imagination, European domination. Just think of that old Barbie girl song and go along with that. That's what it was. So, uh, and then, uh, Zaniolo fan, uh, 
Romanisti enjoying their W while the rest of Calcio Twitter argue <laughs> about the Juve Napoli situation. You just see this fire in the back. <laughs> <laughs> just a mascot. It's just dancing around with the drum. <laughs> Uh, awesome. uh, although you missed when I retweeted a post about Villa trouncing Liverpool with a with a gif of VVD laughing, oh, I missed that. I did miss that because <laughs> it was premier, more Premier League than Cal Calcio, but yeah, I mean technicalities. So uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. All right. So at Zaniolo underscore fan and at Caserta Campagna, congratulations, you won Calcio Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. And with that, we're going to put a bow on this edition of Syria Sit Down. Um, Shameless plug time, Richard. Yeah. Uh, well, you can find me anywhere at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N. Um, and also, I had the video ready to uh, put out there, The ne our next video. I just uh, uh, got busy. So it's coming out probably next day or so. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm at FTC underscore 21, as you can see here. Uh a sit down. You can find us. We have our own channel on Apple Podcasts. We have our own channel on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio. Wherever you find podcasts, you can find Sidia Sit Down. Richard and Frank, legends. That's goddamn right, Raph. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks for the love. Um, Check out the Far From Far From Vesuvius. Yes, podcast. Far From Vesuvius. Yes, we'll done. drop in the next couple of days, but keep the volume down and keep it away from the kids. Yeah, earmuffs. Fair warning. Fair warning. So, um, uh, so uh, at Serie Sit Down on Twitter, at Serie Sit Down on Instagram, drop comments, uh, anything that uh, you uh, want to suggest for future podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, we'd, be, uh, we'd be happy to take those up. We're also on Facebook. Check us out there, too. Um, how are we doing in the podcast uh, Scudetto prediction? Like not, not, not great. Uh, if we got yeah. the Roma game right, but we got the Benevento Bologna game wrong. So it'll be, a, it'll be a strong comeback. Yep, we're we're lying in the weeds. We're going to let everybody else uh, get That's a right. head start. That's so. right. Uh, chat, brilliant. Thank, Thank you, boys. Thank you. Thank great you. work. Great work. Thanks for uh, for chiming in and and helping us to make this fun. Um, and, uh, we will be back, uh, we will be back next week, uh, possibly to break down what happened between yeah. Italy and Poland and, and, uh, look at Italy and Netherlands. So we'll have some things to talk about, uh, yeah. as we go. So, um, and then also we gotta, we gotta preview the Derby. So yeah, that's a big game. Milan and Inter, big uh, and it, and big Z should be back by then. So. Does anybody call him Big Z or no? No, no. <laughs> no. Ibra. Cut us off. <laughs> listen, I mean, it's still it's it's better than Jimmy Kimmel wanting to call him the Swedish fish. That bullshit yeah. from a few years ago. Yeah. So yeah. but anyway. All right, I'll back off. But anyway, so chat, thank you very much. Thank you all for listening. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe, drop a like. We're gonna throw in extra content, Big Z. We will now. <laughs> Look what I started. Um, but, uh, but anyway, uh, thank you. Yep. Forza Gavia. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for listening. And as always, be sure to tell your paisans about us. Ciao.